Piper is digging through her closet while Leo and Paige lean up against the doorway waiting for her to pick something to wear. She is getting ready for an interview with a corporate headhunter, an idea she got from Victor. Piper stalls by bringing up the play date for the boys, but Leo has that covered. She brings up Billy as well, who Paige mentions is studying upstairs in the attic. Piper feels that Piper feels like a fraud as she is not herself anymore, reflecting Jenny in the mirror. Meanwhile, Inspector Parker has his gun pointed at a blonde-haired woman named Maya, who looks incredibly like Jenny, Piper's new identity. With her hands raised, she turns around to look at Inspector Parker, who wants to arrest Maya for murder. She kicks the gun out of his hands, then turn and kicks him again in the face, bringing him down to his knees. He falls to the floor, out cold. She kneels down and picks up the gun and leaves. Damn. Yeah, what an opener, right? So we find out that Piper has chosen an identity of a person who already exists. And that just begs the question how the other two came up with this unique mm-hmm. face that nobody looks like. Like, you have to get these faces from somewhere. Maybe it's easy to just be like, I want those eyes with that person's lips. But, like, how do you make a very attractive person out of thin air? Like, I, I don't know how everybody else is not fault of this, but Piper picks somebody that... <laughs> looks like somebody else everyone this is brunch with the hollowells ryan and i are doing season eight episode three this is run piper run uh when piper's adopted appearance as a woman wanted for murder gets her arrested the sisters and billy set out to clear the woman's name ryan first of all how are you today Rob, I am actually really excited today. Not that I'm not always to see you and, of course, the Charmies and have our brunch, but fresh off this episode, really excited. Started my morning with it, so I am glad to talk about it. Very good. While this is an improvement from episode two, I have to say that this episode was a little of a lackluster as far as the stakes, so I'll talk about that towards the end of the episode but i did have some fun and there were definitely moments in this episode for me why don't we talk about them what was a moment for you in the episode that stood out to you the most i am am struggling this week because so keep in mind that episode one went all to page episode two about half of them went to page so just keeping in mind, the season has just started. Continue. And going on our continued charmy, uh, what would you call it? Basically, I can't pick Paige as an MVP for 12 episodes. This was something a charmy suggested. It's, it's a, a charmy challenge. Just call it a charmy challenge. Ooh, charmy challenge. Damn. Here we are in the final season. 
Too bad that didn't happen earlier. But the Charmy <laughs> challenge was not to pick Paige as an MVP if I had decided. I took the challenge. And that's why I'm struggling, honestly, because I'm automatically thinking out of everyone here, Paige. But at the last minute, I decided maybe not. But let me give you my my play, my moment. Thank you. Rob, I'm going with Piper hitting that woman in the cell with that plate. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> she's hmm. funny. She's like, I'm not saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't looking at nothing. I'm over here doing nothing. <laughs> she was like okay i'm not smiling at nothing i'm good i'm good <laughs> so good so good <laughs> okay no that was a great moment uh my moment goes to piper as well but it is for one of her many many opportunities to freeze this woman never freezes anymore and we yes, got amen. four we got four moments and all of them were fantastic and she was confident in how she did it. It was, oh, I love when she freezes things and we just don't see it anymore. And so you can pick anyone you want out of the episode. That is my play. Which also brings me to my MVP. Piper definitely, obviously, I mean, this episode is catered to her. I mean, this is her episode. So while it kind of makes sense that she's MVP and she got more screen time, fair enough. But again, I just saw an old school Piper today and I, I just enjoyed every minute of it. You know, we can go into how she handled her interview, which we'll talk about. And then again, just all of these moments of freezing, whether she was scared or did it on purpose. She even did the head trick. I love all of that. And um, I'm glad that it was in this episode. And that is why I am doubling the Piper here. So we got Piper Piper and Piper Piper. So I've <laughs> got 19 more episodes to pick Paige. Okay, so here's the thing. I mean, we might as well get into this. You could have picked Paige today after all that Piper did in this episode. Why is Paige a most valuable player in this one? I think, well... For some reason, she seemed, I don't know if it was just me, she seemed to take charge a lot in the scenes that she was in. And That's totally fair. I thought her training Billy and that whole thing, I, I liked that. And honestly, Paige says some bangers of quotes in this episode that were sending me over. So I'm glad in the eighth season we could still get moments with her. But honestly when i looked at it objectively it was a piper episode i no i agree with you on all of that and i'm sure you'll you know talk about these moments in the episode but i mean yeah her training billy was very full circle because look where you came from since season 4 and now you're like oh kids am i right you know like <laughs> she, she used to be one and now she's sitting there with the same woes like it that's just how progression works and it's just oh life to see it. yeah so all right fair now the ultimate question did you happen to add anyone to your hot man meter 
I didn't, Rob. I didn't, actually. So I'm excited about the other 19 episodes again that we have. Womp, womp. Yeah, I didn't add anyone either. I was debating about... What is Walter Nelson? I forget his name. Mm. Um, Payne mm. or whatever. Like not him, but his assistant, his aide. Yeah, I know. Call. Yes, he yes. was a little adorable to me, but I no nobody was hot this episode, so I decided to pass as well. All right. So one little quick thing before we get started. Some something like this, I would probably say for charming confession, but I am not a charming. I'm just going to tell this small little story to Ryan, and then we'll get to the episode. We're still in commercial break. Put it that way. <laughs> this is a long Ooh, one. Yes, confess, confess <laughs> to me, Rob. No, Ryan. So I was at Disneyland yesterday. Yay! And I really wanted to record something for you, but I was. It was in the middle of a ride, and I don't know Aww. my 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 phone was in my pocket and I was wearing skinny jeans and I just would have taken forever. I'm in this cart. So I didn't do it. But the whole time I was thinking about you when I was going through the Alice in Wonderland ride. Oh, (laughs) because there is this section. Yeah, there is this section where you get to see all the playing cards move around and do their thing. And I was like, this is so kismet to be going through this after our last episode. <laughs> and I was just going to send it to you. If you look at me, I went down the sewer pipe. Oh, I would have I would have laughed my ass off. So did you do a synchronized dance in in the cart that you were in? Oh, right. I should have. Away from them. I really was like, wow, this is so crazy. And this looked 10 times better than what they did in the episode. So... <laughs> It's it's whatever, but I just thought well, it from was... 1960s. When is the original Alice in Wonderland know, ride right? from? Right, and Man. it still looks better. Oh, but I God. mean, the ride itself, just the the special effects in that. I was just like, okay, but yeah, I just thought it was a funny thing, and I wish I had recorded it. But I thought you'd get a laugh out of that. That I did. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, let's get to our episode. The original air date is October 9th, 2005. This was written by Cameron Litback and directed by Derek Johansson. Guest stars include Beatrice Rosen. Now, this is our original Maya Holmes, as well as Jenny Bennett. David Davis Gaines as Walter Nance. There we go. I thought it was Nelson. Uh, Jennifer Taylor as Eve. And then we have Charles Emmett as Harper Jennings with Ken Garrido as the aide to Walter Nance. And back again, Dex Lawson, played by Jason Lewis. I want to just mention right off the bat something I noticed. Leo says early on in this episode that you weren't happy last week about anything. I think that's a metaphor for Piper in general. I think I've said this quite a few times on the show, Charmies, but... I always think that Piper and, and Rob actually gave a good reason of why she does this. Usually you give her give her some time and she comes around. But Piper, I always think, is one of those persons who's always looking for Lorraine when the sun is out. Granted, I'm sure this is because of her life in general. But thank you, Leo. Thank you for bringing it up. This is, of course, Piper is getting ready to go on a job interview. And her and Leo are together with Paige and she's getting ready. So he says this at one point. So I love that. I um, I am not making excuses for her. What I will say is, do you believe that this is a character or personality change to how she was in 
the beginning of the series. I mean, was she always like this or was she more optimistic back in the day? And now she is just this bitter, like rain, rain, rain. Or is this who she <laughs> is? Whether it be good or bad, you know, like it, I would have sort of a concern if this was something that we weren't used to with her and that this yes. is becoming an issue to where she is just constantly just looking for the worst in everything. So you tell me, is was she very optimistic or opposite from this before? I think the thing with Piper, great question, Rob, and I'll try to do this as quickly as possible. She was always worrying back in the day, second episode, when she thinks that being a witch would, you know, make them evil and touching the church door. But Piper, at the same time, used to always have, though, this positivity. I feel like as much as she was nervous, I think everything that's happened after Prue and then the I think the Leo thing and the divorce and everything, that is when Piper got really more with this. But I will say you honestly, you said this to I guess two a few episodes ago last season when you said that she usually comes around and she says it in in a two. I agree with that now. And I'm actually looking at things more like, yeah, Piper is like this, but at the end of the day, she does want to have a happy life. So she's not miserable. So yeah, I, I'm it's something that's always been there, but I think life and being hardened over the years definitely has pushed it to the surface you just made me think of a moment later in the episode where we actually do get to see her a little bit happy and playful which i'm surprised i didn't like single out as a play of the week but it is one of my favorite freeze moments so we'll talk about that later <laughs> and uh oh oh my god oh, the witch watcher oh, is we here are already? here already okay i am excited ryan who does she spot um, Witch Watcher, she has uh, something to do right after brunch, so that is why she's getting it out of the way now, it seems. <laughs> she's giving me the signal. Rob, she's bringing this quote today. I can't. My mom made me promise never to use my power for bad things. <laughs> and I, I am going along with Rob's idea for celebrating charm. Very cool. History. Okay, so immediately I thought Melinda, but I don't know. This could also be Ooh, Phoebe's kid. Damn. Oh, no. Okay. But Close. It's neither. Well, okay. No, a kid. It's a kid. It is a kid. Okay. <laughs> this is Max Franklin. Max said this. Oh. Max said this. He That's did. right. Because if Max's mom was Paulette was the witch she and his father was a, was a mortal. <laughs> she was a witch. I know. I totally forgot. Oh, Max, that's cute. Okay. Very good. Well, Rob, just to say, I mean, Charmies, we've seen Max on this show in season one, but just a reminder, Max Franklin's was a, a psychokinesis and he had other powers of a basic witch, but guess what, Rob? I found out when looking for a quote, Max actually comes back in the comics for a brief, brief, like one sign, He's a scene, he says, hello. I love that he actually comes back as a teenager in a panel, but still, they didn't forget about Max, and we didn't hear on Brunch with the Hollowells. So we also see that Piper breaks the fourth wall again with the line, who writes your stuff to Leo? Because he's always just got some cheesy, quotable, spiritual, inspire, inspiring, inspiring. 
So I just thought that was funny. And it's one of many that she does all the time. Also, when we cut to Maya in the cop, my immediate thought was, oh, this is a movie set. They're filming a movie and she's an actress. And I was like, right, she's an actress the whole time. And then it started to turn into this real thing. I don't know if that's bad on their part or the way how the scene was executed, but it looked like a movie set. Like they looked like actors and I did not take it seriously for one second. But did she have an accent that disappears in the beginning? Which is another reason why I thought actress. I, it was, I, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. So that, that was my thing. (laughs) That actually would have been a a thing a smart thing if she would have picked her up as an actress seeing her on TV. But if she's one of those popular ones, I think most people would have recognized Jenny and the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Dex is planning an art show. Oh my. Phoebe gets a premonition from him of two, actually of the two of them at an art show. When an earthquake begins, Piper interviews for a job. The interview seems to go well, but the interviewer sends Jenny's Bennett picture, Jenny Bennett's picture for a routine background check. Rob, for this technology, damn, that was the quickest photo to screen to email I've ever seen. So I wish we had that quick technology back in the day. That was like Bluetooth. So the CGI that sent the email, that that CGI, okay, I was like, I looked at this and I was like, oh my God, didn't you love the reboot Saturday morning cartoon, <laughs> cartoon transition that we got when that email was sent? It looked exactly like reboot. I love that you said reboot for anyone out there. Any charmies remember that? Please confess to us. Damn, damn. And you know, Rob, that that must have cost a pretty penny at the time for the WB. That was a paycheck. That was a Daryl paycheck. That was Leo, maybe in the upcoming episodes, paycheck. Nope. Make that CG. meant nothing. Had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Maddening. <laughs> Maddening. Um, but afterwards, by the way, the sisters are eating lunch when police surround them and arrest Piper for murder. They think she's Maya Holmes, a fugitive. The sisters realize that Piper must have seen her new face somewhere, and Phoebe and Paige decide to check magazines around the house and newspaper archives. Paige finds Maya's picture in a magazine. She scries and finds the real Maya. I did like the, the the sisters having lunch together, by the way. I liked Paige doing this whole, oh, Dex, kissy noise to Phoebe. I like that she always teases Phoebe with like, oh, damn, another man, Phoebes. Are you in love again? She comes off Piper really honest for the job. But at the same time, I don't think this, this gentleman would want to hire because she sounds like so... So about to, I could fly at any minute because I'm just discovering myself and what I want to do with life. I don't think she sounds like a long haul girl, but that's just my observation with that interview. I was going to ask you about that. Like, what do you think about Piper's interview and her honesty? And, you know, are there some employers out there that will understand that these people are human, just like everyone else, and that you can't kiss ass and pretend to be something you're not? Every single time you want a job. Now, of course, you you want to hire the best person for it. 
Yeah. And I'm not saying that because she was honest with him that she should be given a chance. But what do you think about that type of honesty in an interview? I've had to do interviews before, Rob, and I do love the honesty. I mean, that's how I would want to be. I'm, I try to be as very honest as I can on an interview as well. But I think for hiring, you have to pick the best person for the job. And you don't want to keep going through this over and over again. At my previous job, I had a knack for when they stopped me from picking the people that got hired. I knew as soon as the person walked in if they were going to last or not. And they always ended up picking, to me, the wrong candidate. Next week, they'd be gone. So I think you, you some people can pick up on subtle things and just have a feeling like if this person really wants to be here or not. And sometimes it's super obvious. You go, why did they? Why did you go on this interview to begin with? Because you look miserable and you look uninterested. So it's hard, though. I hate interviews <laughs> for everyone involved. Yeah, interviews, I think, are horrible. But, I mean, I've had to do both the receiving and giving in of an interview and – I have made my share of mistakes as far as picking the best person, quote unquote, who killed an interview. But at the end of the day, ended up being someone not to rely on at all. And so you never really know. And, you know, an interview is to give you an idea. That's the thing. It's like it's hard to sort of go through the trial basis of things and just being like, hey, why don't you try this out? Because you still have to pay them for the day and do all this paperwork. So usually when you hire somebody based off just a 30-minute conversation, anything can happen. Um, but there are people out there who I think if you just give them a chance, they'll show you something that isn't written on a piece of paper. That means absolutely nothing. Like, I, I don't know. I just have my distaste for job interviews and the way on how people are judged and conducted. But I guess to be fair, that is sort of the best way to, you know, weed out all of the, you know, possible bad people. But I just don't know how a piece of paper in a 30 minute conversation says that they're better than me. Right. And right, it just right. it's it's just a very weird concept, but I get it. You know, we're evolving. Maybe we'll come up with better ways on how we can oh, you know what the way is now. You just gotta know them. You just gotta know them. Oh, that's exactly. Or know someone who knows somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> yeah. Rob, really quickly, I love this. Phoebe's in the office at the paper as the cousin. She says I'm working as we see her just applying her makeup in the mirror for our new I have new identity shot of the this week. Uh, you know, so I was like, wow, Phoebes, you're really working so hard. But she gets invited to go to Dex's art show really quickly. I could say a lot. I think I said it last week. But oh, no, Rob, there might be an earthquake and it might break Dex's giant stiletto (laughs) shoe and pipes sculptures that hang from his ceiling. I would hate for that to happen. So please, Phoebe, yes. Billy says a really funny quote, three chicks moving under one roof and the same roof. I think that was actually really smart. Eve, our thirsty mama. Oh, my God. And can you, I mean, honestly, I'm sorry. I've been saying it, but Leo has been looking, I thought, better than ever. I thought you liked him in this scene. He shows a little bit of skin this episode. and A nipple? (laughs) But what did you think about 
that whole thing. I got, I thought it was adorable that Leo was like one of the, he was going, I'm like one of the girls kind of thing. Like I'm a mom. Like I'm just treat me like this. I thought that. Cause he even says it. He's like, I'm just one of you guys. Blah, blah. Yeah. I, I. What do you think about him being oblivious? I guess to this. Well, I mean, for how many years he's lived, he comes from a time where chivalry is like on its highest point. You know, he's not used to all of this flirtation and, you know, you know, love is war and, and you know, well, technically, because I guess he fought for Piper against Dan. But at the same time, you know, he could just be one of those people that just sees the beauty in others. And while he may think he's a handsome guy, he doesn't think that he is like God's gift to many women. I mean, he's only thought about Piper, so he's not thinking about how other people view him. Um, I, I'm just I'm just spitballing. It, I'm sure I could write a paper on this, but yeah, I guess comically we find it hilarious that he is oblivious to all of these women coming on to him, and it's just the way that he's handling it. He treats women with the utmost respect, so he's not just gonna be like, you know, thirsty hoe, get off me. I'm you know I'm married or whatever. Like he finds it flattering. I just don't think he has the social skills to like reject someone because he's just that oh. nice he just can't help it but oh, I... the scene that ryan is referring to of course i'm sure all of you know but he is in a you know a group of moms who i guess are doing a play date with the kids and all of these moms are taking turns flirting with this man because they're just not used to having you know other d in the group other than their husbands i guess not so they're taking advantage of the situation that this sensitive guy who's not all macho or whatever and we see eve's husband you know project that masculinity on the show we've got this sensitive guy being like i'm just one of the girls oh and that's when they want to do you so but let me tell you it was also the biggest cliche because I don't know anyone growing up in the late 80s, 90s, when you had a scene where one of the characters spilled something on a man's <laughs> shirt, you knew they were going to do the laundry scene. And I know as a young gay boy, I was always looking for it. So as soon as this happened, I said, oh, Lord. Okay, so we're definitely going to talk about this. Like, never in my life will you get me to take off my clothes in front of you just because I got some on it. Never. Like it, but yes, that is a definite. He went right for the white tank, Rob. It was clear as it was the whitest shirt you've ever seen. And she's like, "Are you sure something didn't spill on that white tank top?" I'm like, "Lady, lady." Oh, I loved it all. But here's the thing: he's technically single. So I can't fault any of these women on coming on to him. No, you know, no, if we right, look at a scene right. like this and be like, "How dare you?" That's Piper's man. The man's single. So, you know, that's on them. The other thing is the way that this mom rubbed on this man's leg. I don't know where she got the courage to do that in front of the other women, especially in front of the kids. I, I'm just like, what is happening? Any one of those women can go back and be like, you know what your wife was doing earlier today? I mean, it just bust up her whole home. But evidently that must have happened right well we'll we'll find later here's the thing though i have a feeling that if leo wanted to he can get all four of them women in piper's bed today like if he really you see her face even the other women yeah, when he they were just like off, i will like they... join you i don't care all of them would have easily went upstairs and they could have all done it in piper's bed i'm not kidding you <laughs> 
I do not Sweet. doubt Leo's power at all. He could have easily had all four of them at the same time. Whew. Damn. And then I just have to say really quickly, we did get our Daryl reference, like Rob said was coming in. This is episode three. They Piper says, did you call Daryl? Paige says this quote, which almost got her MVP. Oh, honey, orange isn't your color. I saw a documentary on prison once. All you got to do is keep your eyes low and your shoulders high. We're going to have you out of that unflattering color in no time. I mean, that is in season eight and it still is damn, Paige. <laughs> Love it. So funny. Yeah, I I had some uh, points about that scene, too. I just thought that was really funny. That just <laughs> Eyes low, shoulders high. See you later. Bye. You know? <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, there was a moment with Phoebe, though, that I really enjoyed, too. And I think when she was on the phone talking about Dex to Paige. Yeah. And then Dex walks in and she goes, I got to go. My future husband's here. My future husband's here. I got to go. Bye, 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 bye. See you at lunch. And then she hangs up. I like that exchange of words. The way she that said it. I just too. thought that was so funny. Dex comes in and he is acting super shy around Phoebe. Which I can understand if it was the real Phoebe, but like he is even shy to ask Julie out on a date. I like, do you get this heavy shyness from him? Yeah, I'm gonna go to this boss that I know nothing about, and I'm gonna suggest that this woman take the job, even though I have no credentials. Mm -hmm. I'm not a man, like, he had enough courage to do that, but is scared right. to ask Julie out. Like, do you see him as this like overly shy type? to where he's nervous is julie somebody to be nervous about i can understand if he was nervous about phoebe because he has a huge crush but like what do you they're think? the same person rob they are uh, but i i don't know do you, so you think he thinks so so it's natural for him to be fetish, his, his shy his cousin fed yes i think this is his, like she's projecting big big phoebe energy b bp big phoebe energy <laughs> and he is like oh he closes his eyes and he thinks it's phoebe so he's nervous as a schoolboy now totally fair i believe it was phoebe who busted leo and eve in the kitchen with the whole shirt and Paige, laundry or Paige, Paige did? actually okay so Paige yeah. did would you really let this woman wash your shirt I think she honestly, going by how innocent we're supposed to, you know, take this, I think she kind of, like, pushed him in there, and he's, like, trying to run, rinse it under the thing, and she's, like, really, like, honing it in. But, but she, the like, way that both Paige and Piper take it is, like... But she, like, tries to rip it off of him without, like... I mean, stars And the, the child... But the child is sitting right there in front yeah, of them watching all Wyatt, of the, right? Watching all of this foreplay go on. I just was very surprised with this. <laughs> so we also get a Billy scene with this. And um, Billy's opinion on the attic, I'm sure, is something that we have all said at some point. He was like, do you guys ever put anything away up here? <laughs> it is just always cluttered and crowded. I just love that line. Um, but I do love that Paige is the one training Billy. I know that it's because that, you know, Billy is her charge. But I still find it yeah. very kismic that it's like this pay it forward thing from her getting teachings from Piper earlier. Piper meets with the prosecutor, Walter Nance. 
He turns out to be a former lover of Maya's and a controlling and obsessive man. She had left him for a photographer who turned up dead two weeks later. Paige and Billy orb into a motel room where Maya is staying, and Paige orbs a lamp to Maya's head and knocks her out. Paige orbs Piper out of jail and orbs Maya into the cell in her place, and Piper, however, tells the others that Maya is innocent. I love this. Every time there's a rescue mission, they should not have gone through with the rescue mission. Because every like it happens. No, you got to send me back. No, I have to finish this. Every no, time. Every yes. time. You're right. The, the, every time they have a successful mission, it's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> you got to send me back. You're right. You are right. And it's always the ones that it's like literally like, damn, that was great. They did it with like two minutes. And you're right. It's always the wrong. No, send me back. Send me back. I great thought, observation. I thought this was a great plan, though, to you know like if this if maya is a murderer and needs to be in jail why not put her in there you know just switch her out i think that was great i like that uh julie's co-workers picked up on how uh she was just like phoebe the way that she was bossing everyone around she was like doesn't she sound somebody like familiar and he was like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) i was a damn this family is entitled the way they act around (laughs) people yeah um oh god and walter when we meet his aide you know they have this scene where he's randomly just getting botox wasn't that amazing for a 2006 show like it's a great i mean it's a very foreshadow thing but we don't necessarily hear a lot of speech about him wanting to stay young or making sure that appearance is something that's kept up right we just randomly get him sitting in a chair getting botox but it was just the way that he was talking to the aide, too. He was like, I am the business. I am the law. And I'm just like, you sound like Judge Dredd right now. Judge <laughs> Dredd. Yes. I am the law. Like, he was just all that menacing, like, monstrous Oh, voice my God. Forever. Yes. Uh. I, You know, I think that it was the Botox and the fact that he had a pop art version of himself on the wall that's the key to signify that this person is vain since the 80s and 90s i think right that's, that's very like true the, i am rich and have money i got a pop art of my four faces over and over again so here's one of my favorite moments with piper and her freezing so leo gets attacked by carl i just love this um him barging in i don't think was cool at all but what do you do he had to do what he had to do right like, I don't know how he found out. That's the other thing. Unless the kid told Those wives, him. wives, like That's you the said. thing. It's either the wives or the kid straight up just, just, you know, blabbed. But I love that Piper uses her free, freezing power, you know, like so far twice in this episode. But at this point, what do you think about the dynamic of Piper and Leo's relationship and discussing about the flirting and what happens if someone hits on your partner? She obviously doesn't feel too threatened by women, I'm assuming. But Leo always playing coy like, I didn't know. Or, you know, like we we dealt with this, I think, in a previous season where we were noticing that like Leo was getting checked on. He was like, I don't know. I ain't looking at these women. I only look at you, which is whatever. But, you know, when he was checking out Godiva and she had to cover his eyes, like she trusts him. But what do you think about that playful dynamic? Like, would you be okay if Guy was openly um, telling you about, like, oh, I, you know, this guy flirted with me and, 
you know, I said hi back or something. Like, what do you feel about that? Or should they just be dominant and be like, I have a man, get away from me? I First off, I would be shocked. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> but that's the truth. He's like that. So he gets, like, very offended if someone, like, not that it's happened, but I think the f- few times that I've been around and something, he's like, I have somebody. He gets, like, they almost, like, they h- try to mug him. <laughs> I'm fine with it. But in Piper's case, Rob... I think she is so over the top, Lord. You know this man ain't looking for anybody else. He's comes back to you like and I actually had a problem with this. As funny as I loved it, the playfulness between them, Leo did not need to be punched in the face for this. <laughs> this is like going back to the whole Dan thing. I wish he would have actually like dodged it like he did Dan back in season 2. But what would you think too my uh, while we're on it, the husband was just, okay, a punch. And that was it. That's all it took for him to yeah, feel better. That, about okay. Himself. Well, I mean, that wasn't as realistic as we could have gotten, but I mean, this is a comedy show about magic. So I like, she was like, do you feel better? Okay. Bye-bye now. You know, <laughs> bye. Yeah, bye. but I, I honestly, like, I, I don't mind. I, I think there's a, a little bit of an, of being a little bit naive to think that, other people are not going to find you attractive well in a couple. In fact, I believe you let off pheromones of being in a couple, which attracts others to you. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's the oh, only really. I it's all it's the only time that somebody really pays attention to you is when you're not available and taken. I mean, it just that's true, and it, it, you just let off a scent that it's just like I'm, you know, like somebody digs me. I got, you know, somebody wants this, like, and you don't have it. Like, that's just how it goes. But also to think that nobody else is attractive in the world just because you're coupled and booed up is a little naive. That's not to say that you should have an open discussion about those desires. But I will say this, if you're the type of person that needs to express that type of like feelings your partner should definitely be the person and the very first person when i shouldn't say very first person i mean you shouldn't have to tell your partner everything if you have friends that you can gab about men about go ahead have at it but you should also feel comfortable to just be like i saw this dude at you know whatever and i thought he was cute and blah 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 or you know show a picture of somebody on tv that you like i like whatever those little things i don't think you should be jealous about but if somebody's hitting on you and you just let them for the sake of not being rude or whatever, like you do need to have some kind of self-control and make sure that you're not leading somebody yeah. on, even just by playing coy or nice or whatever. I th- I think that Leo does need to step up a little bit and kind of put his foot down. But at the same time, I guess it's progressive that Piper doesn't like, you know, you're on the couch tonight for not, you know, handling your business. You, I, I think she just finds it funny. And, you know, like, haha, all these women want her... you, but, like, they can't have that you. make it, like, sadistic on her part? She's like, I know you didn't do anything wrong, but I'm going to let him punch you. <laughs> well, I think it was what his response was. I don't remember the exact quote, but I think Leo said something a little contradictory. Because we don't have, we don't, he goes, we don't have rings and we're not married in this. Oh, th- so it's okay. Thing. No, see, I immediately just got triggered. I don't know if I would like that line either. Uh, yeah, don't that make was it, my next question. Like, don't make excuses. That was my next but question. At the same time, what you would have done in this so set like, if you were Piper. Eve thought he was single. There's nothing wrong with what she did. And even though she didn't know that, Leo knows that he's married and that he needed to be a little bit more aggressive on not 
being in that situation. Ergo, I don't need you to wash my shirt. Okay? That <laughs> was too far. That was too Damn, far. Damn this brunch. This has we got really thirsty right now, everyone, Charmies. We are taking this. I actually we could have a whole conversation about just this one scene. Damn. But I because I got a whole other thoughts about this. But I did think it was funny the way that it's like go stand in position. We can't have magic exposed. We gotta do this. Go stand in position. And he was like, Why? And I just like he gets punched and then Piper has the biggest grin. And she just giggles. She's a masochist. <laughs> she likes to see people in pain. She giggles and has this smile. And she just thought it was funny. I thought it was cute. So I just have one note because so we can move on. I almost forgot by this scene that Pi- Billy was in this episode. <laughs> and I'm t- using that as a actually like, and not in a bad way. Like, But this show is about the sisters. It actually focused, yes, it started to feel more, like, charmed at this point. And, like, oh, yeah, okay, there's a young witch as well. And I honestly, even from back in the day, no matter how Billy ends up, I never found her truly annoying. I didn't like the flips and the doodads and the this and that. But I never started feeling she was annoying until later on when possibly her someone comes back from her past. So... I got to say she is likable when you, when I'm, when you have a scene, you're like, Oh yeah, Billy's just like learning in the attic. Okay. She's there. It didn't offend me. So Phoebe meets Dex at his studio. She tries to stash Dex's art when she feels the first tremors. Yeah. Yeah. Charmies, please tell us your feelings of the art. Is this modern art? Yes. But is it worthy of being, Made out to be you're a lunatic worried about earthquakes that might possibly happen. Getting your paper to print up earthquake articles. And they did it. They did it, Rob. They did it. Is is this art better than Delia's art from Beetlejuice? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the definition no. of art. <laughs> no, I am. We are. I would take her art over <laughs> this any day, Rob. You? <laughs> Dayo. Dayo. <laughs> On account of Maya's defiant attitude, Walter thinks she has proof against him. He bails Maya out of jail and brings her to his high-rise apartment. He demands to know what she has on him. Piper and Paige Orban, Walter pushes Maya off a balcony, but Paige and Piper orb down the apartment just in time, freezing Maya and then orb a mattress under her. Rob, no way in hell would that have mattress stopped that full at that rate that she was flying. Because even though Piper froze her as much as I loved the freezing number, was this number three, Rob? I believe so, yes. The, the speed that she was going, she would have hit that mattress, I think, and still hit the concrete on the bottom and, and died of a concussion. Because I thought they were going to do something like maybe Paige orb the mattress higher up and like kind of like brace it before the fall like Prue would have I think just like kind of like guided her down like she did that lucky woman 
Well, um, I, I, I mean, we got an example of this just minutes earlier with the velocity of Carl's punch going full force, even though it was frozen. So it's not like when yeah. Piper freezes things that the, you know, velocity or, you know, speed slows down. Like yes. you unfreeze it, it's the same amount. So you are right. Yes. And I did not think of this. And, you know, um, we, we don't want people splattered all over the floor, so we'll take it as it is. But, no, I, I think you have a point, and that if she was going that same speed, she would not have stopped. Because a mattress thrown away, I can tell you right now, those springs are not that great. You're right, and it was a full, it did look like a full mattress for now, a mattress purple, if it was a purple mattress or a sleep mattress, maybe. Because those, buffy mattress those things are supposed to catch everything. <laughs> Casper mattress. Yeah. Um, yeah, but did you like how the dust flew out? I mean, because the speed, the dust looked like it, it went into another reality out of that mattress from that speed. So she should have been gone. So one thing I have about that scene I wanted to ask you, this is another edition of What Would Prue Do? I love that jingle, Rob. <laughs> WWPD, you did bring this up a little bit, so maybe you already have this answer, but I'm very curious. If it was Prue oh, yeah. that was there, what do you think she would have done to keep from Maya dying? Oh, um, great question. And I think by this point, Rob, yes, eight years in, she could have totally lev maybe not levitated her, but graced the full, almost like when she lifted the, the, uh, the sewer grate from yes, the grim. Exactly. Yeah. So by eight years, do you feel that her power would have been elevated enough for her to catch this woman at this speed? in midair and keep her from falling. Do you think she's strong enough at this point? I mean, I want to give Prue the, you know, credit she deserves, but I yeah. honestly, I'm not completely positive that she could catch something that quick from midair. I mean, they showed right, Rob, that this she has, was like a fall. This was a fall. She has good reflexes because the way she um, repels um, or ricochets energy balls towards enemies. Do you think that she had enough strength, Jean Grey style, to like stop her from this? I'm gonna say I'm not completely sold. Not at year eight. I don't know. I just think there's just a little bit more. Now, she was able to blow up addicts. Yeah. You know, when Piper had what, a five year old, six year old? I know my timeline is horrible. But, you know, what year was that? What year did they have their powers in the future? They do it in the comics because they actually do that storyline, that morality bites storyline. Yeah. So how, guessing, how many like, years did she have? Season 10 and 9, 10. Okay. Like, let's say if this went on. Gotcha. Okay. Well, there you go. I, I'm not completely sold. If she does it, I would believe it. I wouldn't call shenanigans. I'm just a little doubtful that at this point that the show had actually progressed her power this high. I don't know. No, I think they couldn't have because I think you're right. It would have been like beyond power, beyond power. But honestly, Rob, taking, I would say she would have graced her and then threw her gently onto the mattress to the side on top of the garbage uh, can uh, thing. But Walter, oh my God, he totally went Selena Kyle on her ass. <laughs> And threw her out of the window. I mean, just given Max Shrek, Damn. just Max Shrek style, pushed her out. 
what do you think about the effects of her falling down? Uh, Did you like it? It made me think. It made me think of the dream sorcerer. Here we go talking about another old episode from Charmed when he was throwing people off the balconies in their dreams. I think the effect, it might look a little cheesy, but it really gave me the effect, like I was saying earlier, that this was a tumble. They said a high rise in the description. Damn, it looked like she was a missile. (laughs) So I liked it. But damn, yeah, Selena, right off the balcony. Bye. Rob, there was a few things in this episode, in this section particularly, that I liked. Billy and Maya's chat. I think it really grounded Billy in having a heart, getting to be the new person now, kind of new to all this, helping Maya adjust to this. And I liked that scene with her in the kitchen with with the two of them. I thought it felt really real, and it made me like Billy. Also, Billy had a smart idea in this um, to use the Book of Shadow. Like she was like, oh, I looked in the Book of Shadow, which, by the way, you used on a pawnbroker. Which, thank you for mentioning that Prue-centric episode. With I love that. God, I love that episode. Um, was it Myra Wilson? I killed Myra. No, maybe it's not Maya. Maybe it is Maya. Whatever. I killed her. The confession, yes. So, such a good idea. And I love that Billy thought of this, hearing that this guy was vain and then, you know, try to do something like that, like trick him. And they said, oh, we had a spirit then, but yada, yada, yada. And then she said, no, the demon of fear inspired. Great on her points. I mean, young. sometimes these young, young people have ideas that you might not think of because they've been done before. So I guess that's a nice way of adding her in. So one last thing that I wanted to say before we move to the next one, I didn't have this written down, but it is something that I had thought about. I liked that Piper at this point in her career as a witch have just been around a lot of bad people to know when somebody's being conniving. And yeah, Walter did think that Maya knew what was going on or that she had something on her because she was so confident in being like, Oh, it was you who did it. You're the one, you know, like Piper was already immediately like, I know your game. And I just think it shows a very big, you know, like thing about Piper's done this. She knows the game. She's in this and she, she is aware when somebody's being evil or, you know, like trickery or whatever. And I just, I just like yep. how she handled this scene. She also played into the idea of like, I'm supposed to know what he's talking about, but I don't. And she still managed to pull off this illusion that she is Maya. So got to give it to her for that. MVP. I agree with everything Rob said. Smart on Piper's end and smart thinking that she didn't play it as this, like we always see when people are take over people's bodies. Oh, who am I? Oh, yes. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Billy suggests us uh, uh, scaring Walter into confession. T- taking inspiration from Barbus, they play on Walter's fear of getting older. This is very foreshadowing as to how they handle this, you know, based on what we learned earlier. So Billy substitutes for Walter's manicurist and mentions his age and angering him. I don't care if this is a plan. I would not have the balls to say something this rude. She was going in on the reads. I just was like, 
as an employee, I just could never get the courage to say some shit like this. This was so rude. This is so rude. And, and she says it, Rob, so easily. I know. It was like fantastic. It was, I mean, in, in the fence, I wish I had those balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, Damn. One thing that I want to mention, though, before uh, I read the rest of it, the idea, I mean, this is something that has always been kind of annoying with the Charmed show. And it's not like an overall huge problem. It's just a joke that I honestly just don't find funny. I just find it a little bit condescending is every time that they have someone who is either new to the game or younger or whatever. And this happened to Paige a couple of times. They always are in this trance of like yelling out ideas to each other, brainstorming, and they act like they cannot completely hear somebody else in the room talking. It's so rude. It's so rude. And I just don't find it funny. The way that Billy was trying to get a word in, I was just like, yes, this girl is new, but it does not mean she doesn't have good ideas. And it's, I don't know. It's just a really weird joke that they play. And it's just like, I get that you guys have done this for eight years, but like, don't be rude to the person in the room. Like she's trying to talk and you guys are completely like Billy got out a full sentence there was maybe like a 0.5 second pause and they still continued like, well, maybe we should do this. I'm like, uh-uh, do not ignore me, bitch. Like, uh, no, We're, we got to talk <laughs> about- probably be telekinesically throwing them into the things in the attic. But it's just the idea of like, they got to yell to get people like, no, you guys are not this rude. And it's a little off-putting to do it now. I just don't find it funny. I just don't. But that again, a small That's gripe, a it's point. just a small gripe. It's whatever. So he sees that his hands are rapidly wrinkle and then sees Maya, who is really Piper. He sees himself in the mirror aging rapidly and he turns and sees three more Mayas who are played by Phoebe Page and Billy. Piper still looking like Maya pushes him off the balcony and then Paige orbs Piper and she freezes Walter just above the ground and unfreezes his head so he can confess with Piper recording his confession. (laughs) Again, another great scene. She's very positive and confident about this. I'm surprised that they weren't scared of exposure once he confessed. But I mean... I guess he just decided not to say anything. The other thing is, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I tried to catch it in our synopsis today, but I didn't. Was there ever a time that Piper and Maya were in the same room besides them going through this plan? Because if I was Maya, I would be freaking out that Piper looks exactly like me and they never brought it up. I actually did think of that, Rob, and I don't think she was. And it actually made me think of, too, does Billy sees them as them or the sisters? Because then is she thinking she's talking to Piper? That's or a really good question. I don't think the spell worked on Billy. So you would think that unless they just did it off screen that, you know, oh, she can see the sisters now. But yes, you're right. I don't think Billy is on onto the spell either. So Walter's face just before he looks into the mirror. So he's like super angry and 
flipped out about his hand. Did you see that like menacing face with his eyes and the camera was just on him for a while and he was just looking, bef- but he looked shocked. But to me, he looked like he was about to murder someone. You know, I got to give it to him. His acting, it, it paid off. He was creepy as, as he, they wanted him to be. As over the top it was, I think he did a great job. It's because Billy sent him over the edge with those comments, like you said. I mean, damn. <laughs> Are you 60 or something? Those wrinkly hands of yours? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. So I want to say that this was Billy who did this. Uh, Carl was swung into a mirror, right? I think, you know, her hands, like yeah. she waved that was Prue's sound effects, though, wasn't yeah, it? I thought she was resurrected from the dead for a minute. I, I heard it, too. Yeah. I Okay, so I wasn't crazy. Shenanigans, not shenanigans, or telekinesis sounds uh, the same? You know telekinesis is the most used power in the charmed verse. So, yeah, I guess so. And everything goes at this point. Billy is Prue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, again, the whole head trick with the freezing, I love it. it I love when they bring great. it. Yes. It- I love when they bring that stuff up. It just makes me so giddy and happy when they do that. So didn't it look even it looked pretty good, too. It looked like his the way his head looked completely different from the body and not in a way that like, okay, yeah, they superimposed his moving head. It actually looked really good, like realistic. I don't know. So, yeah, I thought that was great, too. Uh, I just wrote that I got the reminder of the scary movie hands uh, when the when he was looking at his poor hand i just thought of that whole scene with the food and scary movie oh and i noticed something for the first time um i say what maybe this is my third rewatch of this eight this season um but piper says she was inspired by a demon billy later on i never caught that is that foreshadowing she's like yeah but the way she said it was like almost like it was a problem she was inspired by a demon oh yes it's yes yes you know they piper will always have this way of looking at things from two sides and yeah she brought it up earlier but yeah um she she has tendency to go to the dark side you know, if you feel inspired mm. to do a plan based on what a demon does, that could be a little problematic, I guess, in their world. Maybe, maybe. Phoebe meets Dex at his art show. He has moved all his sculptures back to where they were. Aww. A moment later, the earthquake happens, but most of his artwork remains intact. Phoebe and Dex are embracing when it stops. I will say Dex is sweet, Rob. He's still not on my hot man meter. He still has this weird love cousin Phoebe mix in his head, but he is a sweet person. I like the soft-spokenness of his character. And I think to sum up why I like this episode was it was back to basics. In a way, it was a smaller condensed storyline of a real-life crook and a real life potential murder and this was not supernatural so it might have been because of the budget but i think this had a nice simple plot so i just really i noticed it in these scenes it's like wow okay back to basics so i like that it's a simpler it's simple it's simple so i have a question for you 
if someone like Phoebe or Julie in that case came up to you or Jenny, excuse me, is wait, which one's Jenny? Jenny's Phoebe, right? Yes. <laughs> Jenny from the Jenny from the Bay Mirror. No, Julie. Black. Julie is Phoebe. Yeah. Julie so Benny. Yes. Someone claiming that, you know, the earthquake's happening and all this stuff, and I'm gonna put your, you know, art against the wall. Like we're gonna go through this measure. If if somebody's claiming all that, would you believe them in what they believe is going to happen as far as like being able to foresee the future in, in this particular instance? I am I would probably believe them a little bit more than just shunning them away. I'm inclined to believe them just a smidge. I don't know. Like, would you take them seriously going through how much Phoebe was trying to prove like, Hey, I, I know this is going to happen. I think you're right. It seems like it wasn't just, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like a, throwaway thing that she really believed this was going to happen. And then I guess at that point you got to wonder, Okay, I guess maybe there is something happening with this. That is going to do it for the recap of Run, Piper, Run. I want to talk about the stakes in this episode. We didn't get a villain villain. I mean, yes, we have Walter Nance. He was non-supernatural. And, you know, a lot of things kind of happened at this episode. Piper was arrested. Uh, they need to figure out why and also think about, like, whose face we're going to use now. Like, yeah, <laughs> the stakes of this episode, Ryan, where on the meter would you put it? I you're right. I mean, I had a hard time with this one. <sighs> Because I enjoyed it for, like I was saying, for it being simpler. But at the same time, it is boring. Oh, that's the lowest one. So Yeah. I mean, stakes for them, I would think this would be eh. Okay. I, I'm torn between annoying and basic. So the reason why I wouldn't say boring is because one of them was put in jail. And they did have to put in a little work to kind of figure out how to resolve this. So I wouldn't say boring. I would say annoying only because this clearly wasn't something that they had planned on dealing with. (laughs) Uh, I mean, this is the last thing that they wanted to have to handle is like, oh, I just copied somebody's face. Um, But our villain was easy to thwart. You know, it didn't take much to scare him and to get him to confess. That's the other thing, too, is that everything kind of fell into place once their plan was hatched. So I would say in between annoying and basic. (laughs) Next week on Charmed, Desperate House Witches. (laughs) I think I know what this episode's about. And uh, there's been a, a some oh did I think um, Buffy had an episode like this once, where there was like some cult or organization that still believed that the master was like the be all, and so even though they had killed him, there were still people out there that wanted to bring him back. 
So you do remember. I yes, do. You do but remember. a big thing that I remember is one of my Young and the Restless women are in this, and I loved it. I, yeah. Oh, yes. I looked yes. forward to this episode back in the day so much because I was at my peak interest of Young and the Restless. I watched it every day, and to have one of those women pop over to Charm made me so happy. So, yes, I definitely remember this. Uh, I think I kind of remember what happens, but as far as those details, I definitely know that that's about to go down. Before we close up our episode, Ryan has some fashion to talk about. This is Fashions by Ryan. Everyone, open your magazines because I have a spread for you. I have four little notes I loved Piper's brown top in this outfit when she changes after prison. She has this really nice, of course, Piper always is into the browns. I love a good brown, too. So uh, she looked really pretty in this this top. Paige always brings a pantsuit vest kind of look, Rob, right? I mean, she had her her classic look in this episode again black vest on top with these black matching uh trousers i would say i don't think they were like they were fancier looking billy also i've been saying this a few times but darcy our friend of hopes in little box of horror episode from last season i still swear that she's wearing darcy's outfit from then billy is in one of these very 2000 scrunchy little mid i don't know it was like these tops that everyone was and they're not peasant tops it was like a scrunched and i bet you charmies are probably screaming at the screen now but she wears these over jeans and this is such a 2000s look that it's like it should never come back though the dresses over the jeans i never liked that look even back in the day so that was up for worse dressed for me even though billy looks beautiful i will say in it the color was great it was like an orangey yellowish i'm going with page and i get away with it because it's not an mvp Paige's relaxed hanging around the house t-shirt that was white and had a guitar print on it at the end her hair was up she looked relaxed. Piper and Leo looked relaxed. And I liked seeing her in just a normal t-shirt for once and not some button-down vest like we're always saying. She's always wearing like these pantsuits, I want to say. <laughs> so she's the winner for me, Rob. Very well said. Well, that's Fashions by Ryan. So that is going to do it for our episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to the recap of episode three. And uh, yeah, this season is par fair so far. I, you know, it it's 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 cool. I'm, I'm sure it'll get a little bit better as we go along, but we're still at the beginning. There's so many episodes left to recap. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Enjoy your Sunday brunch or whenever you listen to this episode. Remember to tell your friends about a brunch with the Hollowells as we are in our final season to have them start from the beginning if they have not heard about the show yet. And we will see you next week with another episode. Ryan, thanks once again for helping me with this episode recap today. Always great to have you. Thank you, Rob and Charmies. And we'll see you next week, everybody.
on the WB's Big Sunday. A little body swapping. A little boyfriend stealing. Phoebe is never gonna know. Be true to the one you love. Hey, Phoebe! And a little sister slapping. You crazy witch! A fresh charm at 8, 7 central on the WB's Big Sunday. Charmy Confessions. Okay, so Rob, we got a few Charmy Confessions. This one is from one of our dearest Charmies, Melanie. Thank you for sending in your confession. She wrote, listening now, and I shouted when Philip, our Australian Charmy, said Malice in Wonderland made the wedding from hell look like Shakespeare. That was hysterical, Melanie. I'm still laughing over that. She says, yes, it did. It is by far the worst episode of the entire series, in my opinion, as well. I was embarrassed for them when I, wa- when I watched it. It's been a long time, but I remember thinking the CGI was so bad and wondering why they went for a plot that needed a lot of fantastical elements rather than something more straightforward and story-driven. The plot was so dumb. The villains were dumb. The letter A, so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Just cringe thinking of this episode. And she also mentions, as we said, that we would be doing The Wedding from Hell as a bonus episode. She's very excited. Sometime on Patreon. for that very good yeah uh there were a couple of opinions regarding our charming confession (laughs) bonus episode but also on malice in wonderland i knew that the episode wasn't that great and you guys all heard the opinions from last week but they're going to say that this is the worst of the series like what do you think about that claim (laughs) your face (laughs) Oh, I got to go back again because, you know, I'm going with Tuatha. You don't like that episode <laughs> no. at all. Wow. The worst of the season or the, or the no, I don't know. I, it's up. Th- it's up there for me. That okay. should have been another one that we redid. That was a horror of Ryan's past. Find my wand. <laughs> you loved oh, it. Die. You loved die. It. <laughs> okay. Here's another opinion about episode one. So this is from the Charmed Yogi on Instagram. 100% T. First, let's just say it. Dex was wooden. No charisma. No point. Literally almost as bad as Lachey. Like, what was the reason? His introduction went like nowhere after Rewitched. And this is talking about a a future episode. Uh, They could have spent that budget on giving Brian Krause and Dorian Gregory and even. Yes. And even Ivan Sergei more screen time on the episode uh, one season eight DVD commentary. Brad Kern said the network wanted them to be more like sex in the city. And I get that's why the literally hired this man, but it was a miss for me. If they knew, redacted from spoilers, um, was Phoebe's endgame. And so I'll stop it from there. The comment is on Instagram if you want to read more about it. I'm only stopping just in case there are people listening who have not seen the full season eight. But that is her opinion on Dex and sort of his introduction into the series. And apparently from this season, they wanted it to be more like sex in the city. 
yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I have no idea, but we do appreciate your thoughts and opinions on the yes. Charmed series and also on the podcast. Continue to send them in. And remember, on Anchor FM, you can leave a message, as many as you need to, to get your point across, and we'll play it on the show. Thank you all. See you next week. Bye.